Hey guys, what's up? Big Drewski here. You're listening to the Little Tangerine Show. One of the fastest growing Tennessee sports talk shows in all the land. We hit 4 million views on TikTok, baby, since the season started. We're doing big things, and that's all because of you guys, all you ball for lifes out there that just want to see some positivity surrounding the Tennessee balls. While I'm at it, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to one of my favorite local hotspots to get all my game day gear from. Located on West Emory Road up in Powell, Tennessee, the Depot Print House. They've got some amazing stuff, guys. Truly unique, one of a kind. A lot of hand-drawn designs, baby. They got some killer stuff. I've been rocking it in some of my videos. They hooked me up with some stickers and a swag bag. I absolutely love it. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Hit them up on Facebook.com backslash the Depot Print House. Let's get into the show. Go balls. Hey guys, what is up? Big Drewski here. You're listening to the Little Tangerine Show. I want to say thank you to all the new listeners. Um, we had our biggest week again in the same week. Um, you guys have been awesome. Uh, if you hadn't already, if you listen to this, if you've listened to this more than once and you haven't done this, just go ahead and do me a favor. Please subscribe. Uh, if you were listening or watching this on YouTube, which eventually you guys will be, um, you know, click the notification bell. Um, that way you get updated. The biggest thing with subscribing, guys, you know, I don't make any money off of you know subscriptions or anything like that. The biggest thing for subscribers is, you know, you get a notification or, you know, you get there's something that points out to you that I have I've now done a new podcast and, you know, you can. You know, you get an opportunity to listen to that. <clears throat> um, so, you know, if you hadn't already, click subscribe, click the bell. I'm stalling a little bit because, to be honest with you, this is one I'm not really particularly looking forward to doing. Um, <laughs> just, I'll be honest with you. But, uh, but yeah, to all the new fans and people listening and all of that, you know, I appreciate it more than you guys know. Um, if you have already subscribed and all that stuff, do me a favor. Okay. Um, share this with someone that, you know, that you, you know, likes, um, Tennessee volunteer sports specifically, but, you know, share this with someone who's an SEC fan just in general. Um, you know, I talk a little smack from time to time, but, you know, primarily I talk a lot about Vols cause that's, that's my team. <laughs> Um, but you know, share this with somebody and I think that's kind of where the, the sudden bump has come from. You guys are starting to share this with people that, you know, which, you know, makes me feel good. Cause that means that, you know, you guys are getting something out of these, you're being entertained, you're giggling, um, <clears throat> stall, 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 <laughs> you know, so if you're not sure what I'm referring to, Vols lost a hard-fought game against Vandy last night. Um, it's probably a good thing that I waited a day, you know, waited till this morning on the way to work to do this episode. To be honest with you, I really, um, the the pit in my stomach, I really probably could have called in to work today and just, you know, it would have probably cleared and it wouldn't have been a lie if I would have said that I'm too sick to come to work. I mean, it's just, you know, it's disappointing as Vols fans, right? Um, so first off, I'll uh, 
I'll give you kind of give you guys the rundown. Uh, I actually know to quote what's his name from the other guys. I guess I'm going to tell you the end result and then uh, a brief summary, maybe come back and, and go back to the middle with varying, um, you know, varying points from, from different characters' perspectives. Um, you know, so the Vols, again, lost a hard-fought battle to Vandy. Um, it was 66 to 65. Vandy won on just literally a last second uh, three-point shot. Um, and, like, you know, the refs went back and reviewed it, but, like, I swear to you, I think I think you could have pretty much called that either way because I'm like, I swear to you, all ang- camera angles I saw, it looked like the buzzer was going off pretty much when the ball was in his hand, but it was literally just, I mean, we're talking microscopic seconds. Um, I mean, if he would have held or fumbled that ball at all, it would have been, you know, the balls would have won. Um, and that's not me complaining. That's just, I mean, it, it was literally that close. If you get a minute or if you want to pause this, pause this and look it up real quick and you'll see what I mean. I can't think of right off ever seeing a, a, a shot that, that bang, bang, you know, of like, you know, I mean, like I said, we're talking milliseconds, but anyways, um, and that's not me just being salty because I'm a, uh, you know, a Vols fan. Um, it was a good game. It was a good game to watch. Um, very scrappy game, back and forth, all that stuff. It was a good game to watch, just not if you're a Vols fan. Um, but so they went on, on, a, on a last second three. Um, that brings the Vols to 19 and five. They are currently ranked six. That's probably, they're probably going to fall. Uh, Vandy unranked. That win brings them to 12 and 12. Um, so yet another team that we should have beaten, we have now lost to, um, you know, and, and like, I'm not even going to get into the standings and stuff. Cause to be honest with you, I just don't want to look at them, but you know, and again, I'm going to give you guys kind of the end result and then we're going to go backwards and I'm going to start, you know, just probably laying into this. Um, so, you know, field goal percentage was fairly, uh, it was pretty much neck and neck. Uh, the balls actually shot a little bit better from the field, 46.7%, Vandy 43.6. Three-pointers, we were 7 of 19, they were 10 of 25, so we shot about 36.8%, they shot about 40%. Um, free throws dead even, 66.7%. Um, we were 2 for 3 from the line. I'm going to get into that here in a little bit, but Total rebounds, we had 37, they had 29. We had 13 offensive rebounds, they had nine. We out-rebounded them. 16 assists to their 11 assists. So we had more assists. They had more block shots. We had two, they had four. Steals, we had five, they had six. Turnovers, we had nine, they had eight. Fouls, we had 12, they had 13. I mean, it's a pretty even game. Um... You know, the free throw line, I think, is the most interesting stat because, now, again, this game was neck and neck, but we were two of three from free throws or from the free throw line. 
they were eight of 12. Okay. So they got to the free throw line a little bit more. And again, that's, I've been saying it to be, to be honest with you guys, I'm tired of, of tiptoeing around the, this, this issue. I've said it for weeks and I'm getting kind of tired of saying it. Um, and like I said, I'm going to get into that here in a minute, but, um, I, some of that's teasing and some of that's just me not wanting to, I really don't, this is one of those episodes I really don't want to do, just to be honest with you, from the standpoint of like, you know, I'm probably going to piss some people off, you know, some, I mean, it, it's impossible to do podcasts and not piss people off, just to be honest with you. I've learned that over the years, so coming into, you know, this project, whatever you want to call it, Little Tangerine Show, the Big Drewski Project, you know, whatever you want to call it, I've known that for years. Um, so coming into this, I kind of knew what to expect, but you know, it's impossible to not piss some people off. Um, that's just a regularly occurring thing. Um, but we're going to get into some stats here. Phillips. So number two Phillips, um, I'm probably just going to kind of stick to last names, but, um, Phillips. 10 points, 4 rebounds, and I'm just going to go over some notables here. Kamwa, uh, 10 points, 5 rebounds. Vescovy, 14 points, 2 assists. Josiah Jordan-James, uh, he got her at the towards the end of the game. Again, I'm going to brush over that, but he had 2 points, 5 rebounds. Ziegler, five points, four rebounds. He, you know, Ziegler did have seven assists, though. That is an important step. Key, four points, one assist. Um, Awaka, uh, eight points, uh, eight points, nine rebounds. So he's close to a double double. Sorry, I'm driving. Um, Adu, two, two, and two. Um, Plotchich, um, he actually had zero points, zero assists, two rebounds. I'm not sure. So, full disclosure, okay? Uh, full disclosure, I did not catch the game until about eight minutes left in the game. Uh, <clears throat> or, I'm sorry, eight minutes left in the first uh, first half. Um, so I'm not sure what was going on. I'm going to kind of look that up while, while we're talking here, but I'm not sure what happened with, uh, Plotchish last night. Um, I don't know if he got hurt when I wasn't looking, um, or if he, I don't think he got into foul trouble or whatever, but, uh, I'm, I'm actually looking that up as we're talking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see anything, so I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why Plotchich wasn't in. If you guys, if he got hurt or something at the beginning of the game, let me know. I like. I've not seen anything, you know, even relating to him in this game. I don't know why he wasn't. <clears throat> he wasn't in. Uh, I seen him playing. If you know, a few minutes in the first half there, and then I just like pretty much didn't see him again, which made me livid. Uh, so, you know, but if you guys know something I don't know, let me know. Um, but, yeah, so, again, here we, here we are again. Uh, we're talking about a, a tough loss 
a tough loss. A tough loss to a team that we should have beat. Um, you know, Kentucky off their marker this year. Uh, I don't even think they were ranked when we played them. We played them. We lost. Florida unranked played them. Lost. Now Vandy, a you know fifty percent team played them and lost. Okay, so. To some of you guys that's on the outside of this looking in, like, well, I thought we were good. What's going on? Um, you know, I've kind of said this all year. Um, this team, you know, we don't have the one guy. Well, I I, I think we do, but, you know, uh, again, on the outside looking in, it's like we don't have the one guy that we can give the ball to. We don't have the one guy – you know, that, that's consistent, that we can just feed the ball and he can just go up and get points. And, you know, we don't have the, you know, the Scooter McFadden's, the Jordan McCrae's, the, you know, the Grant Williams, the, you know, whatever. Uh, Admiral Schofield. We don't have the guys that can kind of create their own shots and, and do, you know, to get their own buckets and get their own points efficiently. Um you know, that's part of it. I think the stifling defense, our team, you know, across the board is like number one. You know, our our identity is defense, okay? Um, Rick Barnes has made that clear. Um, he, he is not going to compromise on defense. And I don't blame him. Our defense is really good. We play championship-level defense, okay? Um you know, it, it's funny because, you know, I've said this before, but the Vols and, um, you know, the Vols and, you know, the, the football and the baseball or the football and the basketball team are like polar opposites, right? Football's all offense. Basketball's all defense. Um, I, I don't know if I said that right again, but, you know, our basketball and our football team are polar opposites, Um you know, football's all offense, de- you know, basketball's all defense. I'm getting worked up. I'm starting to, like, stutter and fumble over my words. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, that's our identity. That's that's the team that, you know, that we're going to hang our hat on. And I'm fine with that because defense, you know, does, in fact, win championships. That's probably why the balls, you know, in basketball uh, – when you, when you start running down championships, don't have anything to show for it, okay? Defense does win championships. This is the best defensive team we've ever seen. Um, what makes it frustrating is you, you have this team where all we heard all offseason long was about all these five stars we were getting coming in and this super talented team that we were getting coming in and this, you know, Oh, it's, you know, we got all these five stars and these highly touted players coming in. Rick Barnes is recruiting all these people. You know, all we heard about is how good this team's going to be. And on paper, they have not been. Okay, it's frustrating. I understand that. I know where you're coming from. Okay. Um, you know, and it's and if it's frustrating for me too, because this is one of those teams, much like the 2016 Tennessee Vols football team. Where every game is close, and there's games that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if we're going to do it, and they just magically pull it out. Then there's there's games that we, you know we find ourselves struggling in that we shouldn't be. Um, <clears throat> it's frustrating. It's frustrating as a Vols fan because you're like, my God, I just want to be good at something. 
I just want to win the last game in something. I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, badminton. I don't care. I'll take an archery championship at this point. I get it. It's frustrating. It's annoying. Um, Having people make fun of us for 24 years, it gets old. I get it. Trust me. I understand. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. What frustrates me, and to be honest with you, I I think and I hope that, um, you know, I hope that we put the pieces together before March Madness. Okay, now, Josiah Jordan-James got hurt last night, ankle injury. He was out for a good chunk of the year, at the beginning of the year, with a knee injury. We just now got him back. Now he goes down with a ankle injury. That's part of the reason, you know, why his stat line wasn't that great. Um, you know, and, you know, I think injuries have played a part uh, you know, up to this point, uh, Vescovy, you know, we kind of didn't have him. Um, you know, he was hurt. Um, and then I think he's still kind of battling a shoulder injury. Uh, you know, we didn't have jo- Josiah Jordan James all year. He was supposed to kind of be like our rock or, you know, the person that we hung our hat on that, you know, whatever. And he's not been there, not by choice. Um, I think I said that right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's been my injury. He's not been there. Okay, so it's not like he's just abandoned us or anything like that. But we haven't had him. And so far, no, you know, on paper, nobody's really stepped up as the quote-unquote leader. Okay. Um, On paper. Okay. But, you know, it's frustrating. I get it. Like, we should have done better. Okay, we should be playing better. But we're not. And getting back to what I said before, okay, I to be honest with you, I'm tired of, of tiptoeing around it, and I'm just going to say it and make it be known. People can make fun of me, whatever, don't care. Uh, I, I'm just going to say it because I've kind of been saying it passively all year, and I, I'm just going to say it, okay? We keep say you know hearing oh we don't have you know we don't have the one guy we don't have the you know whatever the person we can give the ball to the consistent guy um you know we don't have the one guy nobody's stepping up i'm tired of hearing that shit okay for one for two we do have him it's plotchich okay i've been saying it all year okay and you know Maybe I'm old school, okay? I'm 32. Some of you guys, is li- I know a few of you guys that's listening to this is older than 32, and you're probably thinking like, oh, you're young, but, you know, whatever. Uh, according to Spotify, my, my, my range of, of you guys that's listening is like 22 to 28, though. So, listen up, youngins. We've got the guy. It's Plotchich, Okay. I've I've been saying this passively. There's a lot of people second guessing him or whatever. You know, I you know he well he, uh, he's not really been that consistent. Uh, you know, okay, look at this team. Okay, look at this team. Who has been the most consistent? Okay, Ziggler and Vescovi have played lots out at times. Okay, 
they've just been just balling out of their minds. Other times, they've literally turned the lights out and haven't showed up. Okay, and I'm not knocking them for it. Okay, they're they're doing the best they can. They are trying their hardest. Um, you know, Vescovy has been hurt. He's out there battling it out. I see it every game. Well, I don't watch every single game. I'm not going to lie and say I watch every single game. I've watched about 92% of them, okay? But he's out there duking it out. I'm sure his shoulder probably doesn't feel that great, or he's just now getting into a little bit of rhythm, whatever. They're doing their best. But they, in my opinion, are not the, the guys. They're not always shot creators they're not you know the type of guy that can just throw the team on their back okay sometimes they can sometimes they can't i think a big portion of it is like i said before the stifling defense we play i think we overexert ourselves sometimes to where we've got nothing left in the tank on offense ziggler is just a phenomenal um just a phenomenal on the ball defender um you know, Viscovi defends very well, or very defends very well as well. But you know, you look at last year's team and previous teams. Okay, Folky, even though he didn't get, you know, quite the minutes uh, in his last year, in my opinion, he was sort of, kind of, the unspoken leader of the team. Okay, um, and I think that him leaving was a big part of why we've seen the dip. Okay. But when you look at consistent players on that team, Phillips steps up, he's huge sometimes. Key, he steps up, he's huge sometimes. Okay, Ziggler plays lots out. He put up 14 this game. Game before that, he put up three. Viscovi, I think he also put up 14 this game. I don't even remember the stats I just read off because I was kind of pissed because I knew what was coming. Um, I knew what I was, I was, you know, psyching myself up for. But Viscovi played lights out, 14 points. Last game, he was like 2 of 7 or something. Okay. The most consistent player we have, okay, you might have to turn your hearing aids down a little bit on this one, is, in my opinion, Plotchic. Okay. And I don't, you know, it sounds cliche to say, oh, yeah, you know, Plotchic, you know, uh, you know, he's replacing Folky, old Folkerson, he's replacing him. It sounds cliche to say that, but he kind of did. We have a seven foot one center, seven foot wingspan, plays with just raw emotion, is an absolute beast down in the post. Okay, I'm old school. I know this. I'm old school when it comes to basketball. Okay, I know today it's all about the three-point and the flashiness and the whatever. I, I know that, okay? I know that the game has changed. And we shoot pretty good from beyond the arc. But when we don't, you go back to what you know. You go back to the basics. Throw the ball down low, drive the ball down low, and try to pick up some fouls. When you're not hitting shots, you feed the ball to the post. You feed the ball to your seven foot one center. Okay, he's pretty good down in the paint. 
especially when he's up against somebody who's undermatched. Is he going to hit every shot? No, probably not. But is he going to draw some fouls? Most likely. Is he going to hit all the fouls? Eh. But when you get the other team in foul trouble and they get used to having to guard down low, for one, whether he's hitting the shots or not, whether he's hitting the free throw shots or not, okay, he's going to start getting some attention that's going to open up the kick out. Okay, Viscovi and Ziegler are phenomenal. Key is phenomenal when they are in catch-and-shoot situations. They are not, however, I don't think any one of those are phenomenal when they have to run isolation or run the, run the offense through them. Okay, they play well as a team, but we don't have the guy that we can, you know, just isolate and give the ball to and make stuff happen. Okay, they are much better in catch and shoot situations. Okay, Adu is actually not, you know, I mean, he doesn't hit them super frequently, but Adu has actually got a pretty decent shot. He's also pretty tall. Worst case, we miss the ball. We just out rebound. We just out rebounded Vandy. If we miss the shot, there's a good chance we're going to get our own rebound. You put it up again when you're battling down in the paint. We hear all this time about all of our size. Oh, we got so much size. We got Adu. We got Awaka. We got Plachich. That's all, you know, I hear hear this so much. And then we just use them basically as like, ah, well, we're just going to clank a shot up. You know, you just be on point, be ready to catch it. I mean, I just, you know, and again, I'm not trying to be a Negaval, okay? I'm not trying to be a negative Eval fan. Negaval, it's a term, look it up. I'm not trying to be a Negaval, okay? But it it frustrates me when I see us play. I, I genuinely think, arguably, Plachich might be the most important key or piece to this team. And that's I'm not knocking anybody else, okay? But he plays with the most heart. He's the most consistent. When he's in the game, the game is different. It's not the same. When he is in the game, we play better, okay? Um, We play with more heart. We play with more intensity. When he is in the game, when Plotchich is in the game, we, we just play better. The game is different, okay? Now, I know that there's some people... They're going to say, yeah, but we've still lost with Plotchich in the game. Yes, but we've not utilized him, in my opinion, thoroughly. Okay. I know that Rick Barnes, sorry, I'm, I just hopped in my, my work vehicle. But, um, so sorry if the sound sounds different all of a sudden. But, you know, we, it just, it burns me up, man. It burns me up because, you know, Plotchich, I think is underrated with his back to the basket. I think he's underrated when passing at the top of the key. Nine times out of ten, after he sets a pick, when he's you know fading back to the basket, nine times out of ten he's open. I don't know why, okay, but you know a lot of the time he's open. He's underrated as a passer. He's underrated with his back to the basket, and I think, arguably, he's kind of the subconscious leader that that that's went untapped 
Okay, when he's in there, I think that everybody feeds off of that energy. Zakai Ziegler is kind of, you know, him and Vescovy are kind of, you know, pegged as the team leaders, rightfully so. But I think that, you know, Plotchich is, is, is vastly underrated. And I think that when he leaves, that's going to be a massive hole, both, you know, just because, I mean, he's, he's a big human being. But I think we're going to realize when he's gone how much he brought to the table, just like when Folky left, how much he brought to the table. He was kind of overshadowed by Plotchich last year uh, a lot. He's kind of overshadowed. Um, but I think Folky, you know, brought a lot to the table that we 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 have missed. And, you know, pe- people may say that I'm crazy for that, and that's fine. But I honestly think that Plotchich, I could see him playing in the NBA for a long time. Like I said, I've said all season, okay, he reminds me of, like, Andrew Bogut. Um and Andrew Boga, again, was kind of an underrated big man. He played for many years in the NBA, but he was an underrated passer. He was, you know, very good at rebounding, very good on defense. Actually, not too bad with his back to the basket. But I just think if we feed the bigs down low and we drive the ball to the bucket, we're going to be a lot better off. A, you know, there's times, I mean, heck, when we played, um, was it Auburn? And we shot, was it 20%, 23, 24% from the floor, 9% from the three. There's times where the shots don't go in regardless, but we just keep clanking them up. But at least when you're driving the ball to the basket or you're feeding the ball down low, you're either A, going to draw attention, B, you're going to draw fouls, which sets up free throw opportunities. Maybe you get the other team in foul trouble, but it's going to open up the kick out. And when we get our guys in catch-and-shoot situations, I think they're just lights out. Dynamite. But, and and again, I'm not knocking Rick Barnes by any means. I think, I think he's our guy. I love him. Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily know that I even want another basketball coach. But one thing that does drive me crazy is – I think at times he tries to rein the guys in a little too much, and he doesn't let them play with emotion a lot. Plotchich, that's one thing that, you know, he, he's kind of got a bad rep for is, you know, he's a little loose around the edges from time to time. He gets a little mouthy, he gets a little chippy. And, you know, I think, you know, Barnes is, he's kind of one of those guys that I think he, you know, he, 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 he wants to play kind of a tight, buttoned up, kind of, you know, just keep your mouth closed and play the game of basketball type of game, and that's fine. But Plotchich is not that type of player. You know, Vescovy has gotten better, but he's even, you know, he plays with some heart and soul. You know, last year he was kind of, you know, he's toned it down this year, but last year, you know, he was notorious for throwing them elbows when he catched the ball at the top of the key and start doing the pivot. You know, when he's pivoting back and forth, he'd throw the elbows to him. Be honest with you, I love it. That's part of the reason why he he was one of my favorite players last year, um, and he's like moved up the list on this team. Uh, you know, I mean, Vescovi's probably between him and Plotchich, and um, you know, I really I do really like Josiah Jordan James. I, I wish he could get back and get healthy, but you know, it's it's a very close race for I guess my favorite ball player on this team. But you know, but the heart and soul. Is what I like to see. 
Okay. To quote Sergeant Batista from Dexter, La Passion, I think is the key. You know, like, yeah, you want to play a tight game, but sometimes you just got to let them guys get out there and just let it rip. And I think that, you know, the heart and the soul and the passion is part of what we're missing. But it just, it drives me crazy when I'm watching us clanking up shots from behind the arc uh, and and just clanking up low percentage shots. I'm like, dude, if we're going to just clank up some low percentage shots, at least dish it down low where the ball's closer. You know, and like I said, I, I can't say it enough, and I've said it, but I just, I want it to be known, Okay. Plotic is massively underrated, and it pisses me off to see him underutilized because I know that we're going to miss him when he's gone. And and I, I know it's coming. Okay, we're going to look back, and it's going to be kind of like Tobias Harris when he was here. Tobias, you know, Harris kind of flew under the radar and then went to the NBA and become, you know, like, you know, pretty much a baller. I think Plotchich is going to be, and again, go back and look at Andrew Bogut's career stats. Didn't do anything spectacular, but played for a long-ass time. Started a whole hell of a lot of games for the Milwaukee Bucks back in the day. Okay, I think that, you know, Plotchich has the opportunity to kind of be the next Andrew Bogut or perhaps a Steven Adams, a guy like that. You know, they're not going to put up 30 points a game, but, you know, they might put up, you know, 30 rebounds in a game. But I think, you know, he's going to have one of those long NBA careers. It's like 10-point average, you know, with like 10, you know, I I think he'll probably average a double-double or something over his career eventually. But I just, I'm, I'm watching him and I'm like, my God, if we could just do something with that, it, it would be phenomenal. Now, on the flip side of that, okay, yes, I'm frustrated, okay? I'm frustrated that, you know, that we're not used, utilizing some of the players that I think we need to utilize, okay? But there are a lot of positives. There was some positives from that game, okay? Now, those of you that know me know that I'm normally positive. This has been the most probably negative podcast about a Tennessee Vols, whatever sports team that I've I've done in a while. Okay. Um, by the way, if I sound like I'm being stabbed, I'm not. This is just the roads in Knoxville. Um, I'm I'm getting jarred pretty good here. Um, but. You know, this has probably been the most negative podcast that I've I've had. And, and again, yeah, I put it out in the airwaves, but I guess my frustrations is more with game plan, not so much the players. And it's not even really so much the staff per se. You know, maybe they know something that I don't. You know, obviously we decided to go with the more athletic lineup. Uh, I was looking around like, okay, where's where's Plotcha chat? Okay, because again, in my mind, I think he's one of the the best players that we have and the most underrated players that we have. But as I'm watching, I'm like, okay. And so at first, I was getting I was getting pissed because I'm like, okay, why do we? Why is he not in the game? But then I'm like, I realize like, okay, well, I guess we're going with the athletic lineup. Okay, so it, you know, it is what it is. I'll let it slide, whatever. But um, but you know. 
there were a lot of positives. And I tell you what really grinds my gears, guys. And I, I try to, to, again, one of the reasons why I think that both, you know, current and former Vols players have reached out and, and told me that they supported me. Um, and, you know, just general staff, people around the university. Okay. Uh, part of the reason why I feel like I, I catch some of that love is because I keep everything on a positive note or I try to. One thing that really grinds my gears, guys, is... When I hop on, and some of you guys have probably noticed some of my posts, but like the Vols put out a post, the basketball team that, you know, oh yeah, we're heading to Nashville, and I think it was like pictures of them getting on or off the plane or something. Um, and I went, I went down through there, and I was like just saying a bunch of dumb random stuff. But um, so you, you'll probably start seeing my posts more and more. But um, one thing that grinds my gears is. I try to, if I do comment on something that the university puts out, I try to stay positive. Like, hey, guys, let's go get them. Go big orange. You know, you guys going, you know, you guys going to hit them with that, that Waffle House menu sticky D, baby. You guys are going to wrap them up. That D's going to be stronger than grandmama's good tubbleware. Woo-wee. Oh, Rick Barnes, I seen him slam a revolving door one time. Go Big Orange. Superman wears Viscovi pajamas when he goes to bed. Freddy Krueger checks underneath his bed for Plotchich. Because that's what keeps him up at night. Josiah Jordan James, he was once bit by a poisonous snake, and after three agonizing days of pain and agony, the snake finally succumbed to the wounds of biting Josiah Jordan James. You know, st stupid stuff like that. But I keep it positive, okay? This is the most negative that I've got, but it just really grinds my gears, guys. When I hop on there and I see, you know, old Marge on there, like, now y'all need to play with some better offense. You know, your your you know, your offense was terrible last game. Let's make the 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 shots fall, guys. The shots need to fall. They didn't fall last game. You know, then you know, you see some dude that you know that comments on there, some 70-year-old dude that's at Hardy's, you know, every morning with about four other dudes that look exactly like him, but it's different. But yet the same, different, but same, same, but also different. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you'll see a guy say some some stuff like, well, that last road game sucks. Y'all need to get it together. You know, just, I mean, nothing but negativity. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, okay, it's a sport, these are people. They're out trying their best. They're trying their hardest. Again, you know, my frustrations, you know, when I watch our team and they give it their all and they come up short, uh, and again, broken play on the last play of the game. Shout out to Vandy. They played a great game. Oh, what's his name? Uh, I, I don't I don't remember. Um, I, I, I think I've got it in my notes somewhere. Um, but you know, I don't remember who hit the game winning shot, but he played lights out 19 points. I mean, he had a phenomenal game 
uh, hit a killer shot, okay? You know, our boys went out, they duked it out, they gave it their all, and, you know, they, they come up short. My frustrations have been with game plan, and it's not so much... Again, I think we have the right staff. I, I'm not saying we need to fire a bunch of people or whatever, but I just think we got these, you know, these phenomenal big men down low. And I think we need to dish them the ball. I think we need to drive the ball because worst case scenario, we miss the shot. And a lot of times we're out rebounding teams. We're probably going to get the rebound back. Ma- uh, Manon is the guard that played for Vandy. Phenomenal guard. I, I think he actually, I could see him playing in the in a, in NBA for a long time as well. I think he's an NBA caliber guard. He missed some shots, but you know when I when I was watching him, he's just got that little bit of spark that's just kind of different, uh, you know. But when I see these people on, on these message boards and these comments, just just talking trash about our program and our guys, like pers- on a personal level, it really grinds my gears. Because for one, okay. Let's not pretend like all of a sudden we're a basketball school, guys. Okay? Look at our, our lineage, our, our history, okay? Uh, you know, in basketball, we've not really done much. We've had some phenomenal people come along. Bernard, Ke- uh, Bernard King, Ernie Grunfeld, Chris Lofton, Alan Houston. You know, we've had some great players come along. Tobias Harris, okay? Um that have come along, went on, done great things post, you know, post college. But let's not pretend like overnight we're a basketball school, okay? Uh, part of the reason why I get so fired up, guys. I know I talk a lot about college football, but basketball is actually kind of my favorite sport. It was my favorite sport to play back in the day, and you know, it's it's arguably my favorite sport to watch. Um, you know, I just. I don't like the way the direction of the game has went the last few years because it's turned into, hey, chuck up a three, two foot across the half court line. Uh, you know, there's no defense. There's no, you know, any of that anymore. Uh, you know, it's, it's went a direction I don't like. But it's still arguably my favorite sport. If it's second to football, it's close, okay? I do love my football, though. But, you know... Majority of the people, okay, that's on these message boards, you know, didn't even have a clue we had a basketball program five years ago, okay? Now, all of a sudden, we hit the top ten and everybody cares again, right? I can't tell you how many people that's reached out to me since I've started this, this, you know, the Little Tangerine Show that's basically said, you know, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been the best balls fan. There's been a lot of games I've missed or hadn't watched. Uh, you know, but you've brought the passion back, la passion. You've brought the passion back, okay? Um, and you know, I just I'm so thankful for what you do, and I'm so thankful that you continue to do it. I think that Vols Country needs it, Big Orange Country needs it, whatever. Um, and to be honest with you, I wish I could have done it sooner, but again, you know, those of you who have listened since the beginning, uh, there's only a few of you because when I, when we first started this puppy, we were not, you know, we were small time in it. We're still small time in it. We're just not quite as small. But for the, the, the handful of you that's listened since the beginning, I've said it over and over and over again. Okay, this is the first year since 2014 
then I've been able to actually like have every single Saturday off. I've scaled my hours back to 50 hours a week, which is nice. I mean, usually I'm at 70, 60 to 70 uh, historically, but I've been able to scale it back to 50, which is nice. Okay. But it just really grinds my gears when I hop on there and I feel like people are attacking the players personally. Like for one, it's a game. For two, these are real people. But for three, let's not pretend like all of a sudden we're a basketball school. Okay? I was talking to Casper there uh, towards the beginning of the year. Now, Casper, and he's a, he'll admit it. He's a self. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to say there. But he will tell you straight up. Okay, he is a transplant. He is from North Carolina. Okay, when he moved here was when he started getting on to all the Vols stuff. Okay, uh, when he moved here, you know, and he'll tell you, he was a Tar Heel growing up. But he moved here, moved to Knoxville, fell in love with the Vols and our sports teams and all that stuff. And uh, now he still, he still bleeds a little blue when it comes to basketball season. He'll tell you that. Okay, but... You know, even he, it's funny because I still have to educate him on some things from time to time. And he'll tell you, we'll, we'll tell the, tell the, I'll tell the story again whenever he gets on uh, at some point. But, um, probably this weekend, maybe. But, you know, I told him, he was like, oh man, I'd love to go to the basketball game. But, you know, I, I think we were playing, it was when we were playing Kentucky at home. He's like, man, I'd, I'd love to go see it. I was like, well, you know, look it up. I said, there's still some seats floating around. He's like, oh, no, there's no way. And even if you did, they're expensive as hell. And I looked, I, I, I kind of, well, we were on the phone, but I was like, uh, no, nah, I'm sure you probably still find some. It was like maybe four, four days before the game or something. And he's like, no, dude, there's no way. I was like, I guarantee you there's some floating around. And he's like, well, they're going to be expensive as hell. I was like, no, nah, not if you sit up, you know. Uh, in the nosebleeds or whatever, you'll be able to find them pretty cheap. He's like, are you joking? Are you serious? Have you looked at basketball tickets lately? And I was like, mm, well, no, technically not. But I said, I just know how we are. We're good at football again. So basketball takes a back seat. Like there's tickets out there and available. I guarantee it. No, there's no way. I was like, all right, well, you know, look it up. So we're talking. And or two goes by, and he goes, oh, my God, they are available, and they're affordable. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, I thought you were messing with me. I was like, no, dude, when we're good at football, basketball takes a back row. It just, it, it is how it is. That's just, that's how the cookie crumbles here in Knoxville. Everybody blew a wad on, you know, going to see Bama and all these games and, and everybody's buying season tickets again. I said, basketball just takes a back seat, dude. It is what it is. It's just how it's always been. He's like, I can't believe that, dude. We're ranked like fifth right now. And I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we are. Um, you know, but let's not act like all of a sudden we're a basketball school and like we're just, we care about basketball. Okay, I watch the games. I see all them empty seats up there at the top. You know, there's been some pretty pivotal games we've played at home, and there's been a bunch of empty seats. I'm just as at fault. Okay, granted, I work during the week. I work kind of late. Most of the time, you know, I'm not getting off work until 6 to 7-ish anyways. And I live, you know, like 40 minutes away from where I work. I live way outside of Knoxville, guys. So for me, I would have to drive, 
you know, I mean, I guess I could go straight after work, but I'm, uh, I'd be stanking. <laughs> you would not want to sit next to old big Drewski at a basketball game if I come straight from work. Let me tell you some, okay? But, uh, but yeah, so. You know, I'm just as a fall as far as going to the games. Like, I know, you know, we got stuff going on there during the week, whatever. Obviously, attendance is up uh, at Saturday. But, um, but you know, 67% of the people that's listening to this podcast, if you were to read Plotch's name, would not be able to pronounce it. Okay. Some of you listening to this probably think I'm mispronouncing it. No, it's Plavich. No. It's Plosevich. He's not even saying it right. Some of you probably think I'm still saying it wrong. Some of you guys probably think I'm mispronouncing Vesca. <laughs> See, now, now I'm in my head. Some of you guys probably think I'm mispronouncing Vescovy. Okay? No, it's Vescovy. No. That's not how you say it. I've heard <laughs> Ziegler, Ziegler. Uh, I think somebody even said, like, Ziller, Ziller or something. Like, I guess I thought the G was silent. Uh, <laughs> Ziggler. <laughs> I, I mean, half half of Knoxville can't even pronounce our starting lineup. And then they're going to go on there and run their mouth about, you know, it's just like when you go to a T-ball game. Granny's sitting over in the corner. Keep your eye on the ball. Tighten up your grip. Choke up on it. Now you Step up in the batter's box. Be a hitter. What the hell are y'all even talking? Keep your eye on the ball. Let's just point out obvious statements, guys. Keep your eye on the ball. Step up in the plate. Be a hitter. This is stuff that you hear every Little League game across America, and nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. The shots need to fall, guys. We need to shoot better. Thanks for your analytical opinions. How my my God, how did we ever miss that? That's the key to the game. I mean, some of these people that get on there, I just it really cracked me up. But it it, it really pisses me off because. Again, I try to come from a loving tone, a passionate tone. I love my team. But some of these people that hop on there are just assholes. If you're listening, sorry, do better. Um, but, you know, these people get on there and just, I mean, talk absolute crap, like, directly to the players. and It's just, it, it really grinds my gears, man. You know, but, again... And I'm going to run over my notes here real quick. There were a lot of positives. There were definitely some negatives. Uh, but first off, we played aggressive on offense. That was one thing that I seen that I, I was, I was, you know, I seen some more aggression on offense. We wasn't hesitating to put up shots. Uh, we were catching and shooting a little bit more. We wasn't hesitating on the drive. We wasn't hesitating on the pull-ups. We were a lot more aggressive. Viscovi. Um, did a pretty good job creating shots, um, and the shots were falling a little bit more, which is nice. So Marge on, you know, on the the face, and of course the name is not Marge. I'm just making up names, Bethel and Marge, and you know Randall. Um, to all of you on the message boards, the shots were falling. So congrats, your expert advice worked. But we played aggressive, less hesitation on our jumpers. 
We were attacking the rim more. I, I want to see more of it, just to be honest with you. I really felt like our offense was flowing there for a little bit, especially, you know, we were, we were attacking the rim, dishing it down low, doing all the things that I said we should do. And the offense was actually looking pretty good. Uh, you know, we were feeding the bigs more. Waka, I mean, he played lights out. Um, Awaka, uh, he, uh, he just, he really, uh, you know, well, I say lights out. Wasn't like he had a career game or nothing, but he really got involved. His intensity brought things up a little bit. He was out there scrapping for some boards. Phillips was scrapping for some boards. Uh, you know, I, I loved the intensity on the offensive. And I think that our identity just needs to be intensity, just to be honest with you. just I mean, just to be 100% honest with you. Intensity on defense, intensity on offense. I think that, you know, that just needs to be our identity. Um, we can knock down threes. I mean, we shot pretty good and all that. Um, 40% from the floor, whatever I said from the three point, 20%. Uh, but we just need to be more aggressive. I think we need to stay aggressive. I think we just need to hit the opponent in the mouth, uh, you know, for 40 minutes. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, us, you know, for some reason we, we play, super, super intense on defense and super timid on offense. I understand that sometimes. Um, but defensively, we played well as always. We did dish it in the paint more. Um, the other thing we need to remember, guys, is Vanderbilt has a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, he's going to have probably some insights that a lot of people are not going to have. Even if he just goes out there and plays with them five on five, Okay, that's that is a serious competitive advantage. We need to not underestimate that. Uh, you know, Jerry Stackhouse. I used to love watching him as a player. Uh, you know, I, I would I would have loved to have seen him come over and be on the staff for the balls, but the fact that he's a head coach is still pretty cool. Uh, so I am kind of happy that we can kind of watch him at least play in the SEC or whatever. But we need to remember that. Okay, they have a Hall of Famer. Uh, I, I don't know if he's actually in the Hall of Fame or not, but if not, he probably will be for a, for a coach. Um, he figured out how to stretch us thin and stretch us out and wear us out. Like that was, from what I could see, we were gassed, especially at the end. Um, but he, he really stretched the floor, made us move side to side. Um, kudos to them on the game plan because it worked. Um, you know, again, some, some positives. Uh, Vescovy, he was hitting some shots off the pick and roll. He was making, he was creating some shots, hit some clutch shots. He had a clutch three there in the closing minutes of the game. Uh, it looks like, you know, again, I think he's still battling some shoulder stuff, but it looks like he's getting back to his usual self, which is good for us. And, you know, again, one negative, Josiah Jordan James, he got hurt. Um, that's bad news bears for us. Hopefully he gets better. You know, it's weird because watching him play, I, I felt like, man, he's having a pretty good game. Um, but then you look at his stat line, and he, he really didn't actually have that great of a game. It was it was weird. But, uh, you know, he's starting to, to not hesitate on shots more. He was cutting harder and stuff like that. You know, he just he went up for a rebound, came down, landed weird on his ankle, and that was kind of what sidelined him there. But uh, hopefully he gets back, gets healthy, and, you know, whatever. Um, Key was actually looking a lot better too. He was working the catch and shoot a lot, creating some shots. 
Um, again, I love watching our guys be more aggressive. I think Key is starting to find a stride a little bit. He's another guy that we heard a lot about. He's going to come in and, and be a big-time player, big-time baller for us. Obviously, he's kind of – I think he's gotten lost in the shuffle trying to figure out where he, where he fits into the scheme. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a Bruce Bowen-type player. Um, solid on defense. Um and then, you know, if you get him in some catch-and-shoot situations, he actually does pretty good. Um, but his, his shot was it was falling last night. That was good to watch. Again, uh, Mignon for the Commodores. Just, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. He was a – he looks like an NBA caliber guard to me. I mean, just, you know, people talk about the eye test, but just some of the cuts and the moves and the passes and stuff he was making uh, – you know, watch out for him. Like he's probably going to be hanging around for a while um, after college. But um, you know, again, if if you guys know, maybe I missed something. Uh, I guess I need to go back and watch the first ten minutes of the game. But I don't know why Plotchich was not on the floor. Um, that really ate me up. I don't know about you guys, but it really ate me up. Uh, because I feel like we need to get him in there, get him involved. Maybe he was gassed, tired, hurt. Uh, maybe he mouthed off to somebody and Rick Barnes is trying to prove a point. I don't know. But, you know, feel free to let me know in the comments. Um, but I just, again, you know, I think that, uh, man, that was just a tough game. I'm still rattled. But um, now one thing, too. It was a weird game. The refs really let our boys play last night. Uh, he was getting knocked around pretty hard there on some no calls as well. Uh, I don't know what was up with that, but, um, you know, it, it was a real tough physical game. And to be honest with you, I think our team likes these tight and close games that are just, you know, horrible for fans to watch. I think they feel comfortable trying to grind it out. I think they that they feel like they could win in these grinded-out situations. Um, you know, we'll see come tournament time. But, you know, again, Josiah Jordan-James getting hurt, bad news bears. That was – hopefully he's fine. Um, and then at the end of the game, um, I put this in there because I know some of you guys are probably going to ask me about it. Phillips, wide open on that fast break, okay? Um, in the closing minutes there, we were actually up by it was either two or three points i don't remember i feel like it was two we were up with like 30 seconds or so left on the clock 12 seconds left on the clock i mean crazy finish to the game guys if you have not watched the highlights of that game go back and watch the highlights of the game because it was crazy okay um but you know we get the ball on a fast break. There's like, you know, I, like I said, it was like 30 seconds left on the game or whatever. Phillips is running in. He's got a wide open shot. I mean, he could have dunked it, laid it up, whatever, um, and put us up by either four or five. Again, I don't remember the exact numbers, so don't, you know, hang me on that. But, um, but yeah, 100% he should have dunked it. Now, obviously, when you're playing the game, and you're you're in game speed. It's easy for us to sit here and say, "Well, I can't believe he didn't do that." Well, yeah, he should have done that. <laughs> yes, he 100% should have dunked it. We should have went up by four, made them beat us at the free throw line. That's 100% what we should have done. 
Okay. I, I agree with, with those of you who are, you know, saying that. Um, but again, you know, this is a kid. He thought he was making the right play. Um, you know, he was trying to be smart, run the clock out and all of that. Um, you know, but yes, he probably should have just dunked it and took the points. He didn't is what it is. Um, you know, but you know, we need to not beat him up too, too much for that. Cause had we won, we would have said that that was a smart play, right? And the only reason why we're beating him up for it is because we ended up losing. And that's, that's kind of on us. Like I said, we lost on a broken play there at the end. Vandy, you know, the, the player for Vandy just hit an absolutely killer shot. Um, again, crazy ending to the game, guys. If you haven't watched that, you really need to go back and watch the highlights. But we had the game pretty much in the back until we didn't. Okay, yes, again, he should have dunked it, should have took the points. We should have made them try to beat us. We didn't, and it didn't work, you know, but um, let's not beat him up too bad for that. He's going to have a great career for us. Let's just let him do what he do, okay? Um, but, yes, I, I put that in the notes because I knew that some people, somebody's going to be like, what you think about that Phillips play? Should he have dunked that or what? So, Yes, he should have, but keeping the ball, running the clock out was not a terrible decision. It, I mean, literally, we were a millisecond away from winning that game. And had we won, nobody would have even thought about it. So let's not beat him up too much for that. So, again, this is a little bit more of a longer mini-sode. Um, I, I went on a pretty hard tangent and rant. It's funny. You know, I had the biggest week that I've ever had for the podcast. Um and I may have ran some people off today. That seems to be what I do. Had my biggest week on TikTok, turned around, pissed TikTok off. They screwed my with my algorithms. That's a whole another story. If you want to hear about that, go listen to the TikTok sucks episode. But apparently that's what I do. Okay. I, I get a really good day and then I turn around and screw it up. But I will not apologize for my Vols fandom. I will not apologize. I will not turn down my passion la passion i will not turn it down um you know turn down for what <laughs> just not gonna happen guys but hopefully you got something out of this if you hadn't already again click that subscribe button if you're on youtube click that bell that notification button share it with your friends with people that like tennessee ball sports and until next time i'm big drewski and you're listening to the <laughs> I always do that to make fun of Ohio State. But they, little Tangerine Show. Peace, I'm out.